Hello, you welcome to another episode of the Uncommon Woman Podcast. It's Ify Chooks are this way and you are listening to the Uncommon Woman Podcast. So here is the real mystery. How do working women like us, who know deep down that we are made for more, we desire to make God proud, but always end the day with no time or energy for ourselves, talk more of betting the more in us. How do we know this more? How do we profitably bet our dreams, our callings and our passions without breaking down, without losing our sanity, our homes or our jobs, at least for now? That is the glaring question and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Ify Chuksadizwe and you are welcome to the Uncommon Woman Podcast. So welcome everybody. As usual, my name is Ify Chuksadizwe. Um, today, you asked to learn about online courses, and that is exactly what I am going to be sharing. Um, as usual, before we go in, we are going to start with our manifesto. It's a reminder of who we are. Um, so let's take our manifesto. I am an uncommon woman. I live to make God proud. I pursue a life of purpose. I see only possibilities. I get things done. I love myself truly and deeply. I defend my territories. I slay giants. I create and grow wealth. I impact nations. I am powered by grace. Exploits are my superpower. Amen. Amen. Amazing. Now we go into the topic for today. So you asked me how to create online courses, but I went a step forward being who I am. Yo, yo. (laughs) And so today's topic is actually how to create and launch online courses because it's one thing to create. Um, I'm I'm someone that I don't believe in um, giving people fish. I would go and show you how to fish and get it for yourself. So I can teach you how to create courses and you would have a library of courses that are gathering dust on your computer. Um, And it's not of any value to you, but you put in the efforts. But rather, I would want to teach you how to create and actually launch those courses because I understand that when you're asking about creating online courses, there's a deep need. Thank you, first of all, to everyone that filled the survey. We got over, as at, when I checked this morning, we had 156 responses. It's absolutely amazing. Thank you so much. The good thing with such richness of um, responses is that everybody is, you know, captured. Already, when I was looking at it, you know, preliminary, just looking at it, there is a lot that we would, you know, go through here. I don't want here to be just any other Facebook group that you know. Um, if there's anything that I believe in, it's giving value and value for your time. I am deeply passionate about women becoming all they were supposed to be. I am deeply passionate about women, you know, betting the more in them. I believe that a woman can have her full-time job. I believe that a woman can have um, be married. I believe a woman can have children. I believe that in all that a woman can also birth her personal assignments that God has given her, whether it's a business, whether it's a ministry. And I stand as a testimony. So it's not just believing it. I live that life. Is it easy? No. But there's grace that makes it possible. There's grace that makes it seemingly easy in the number of things that you can do. To be honest, throughout today, for example, I haven't eaten. 
because there are a number of things i'm working on i have work from the office i'm working on my career as well i'm working on this um training as well so i've just been on my laptop and just before i came in here it felt like i was dizzy but when you're doing that thing that god has called you to do you can do it without feeling like as if you're hungry that's why for example people say how do pastors preach five services <laughs> it's God's work the grace is on you you know it's, it's not like as if obviously you should keep yourself unhealthy so when I finish this I'm going to go and eat you know eat well and all that but there, there are situations where those things come up so what am I trying to say I do believe that a woman you know there are uncommon women and there's an uncommon woman in each of us um so before we dive into the training so I was saying that on the on the responses received there's so like a lot and so you should expect a lot south series online now is really going to be off the hook the important thing to note is that there would be no replace because i promised you i was going to teach you everything you're asking for which other people charge for um, but if you don't if you don't show that it's valuable to you then i won't do it so if i'm doing it if you're live you get it if you're not live sorry next week is another day there are other topics um I just want us to have a discipline of, you know, we are here to learn and not just to learn, but to bring forth fruit. So in this group, it's all about learning and showing forth your fruit. Anyone that bets there are more here, you know it. I'm the first person that's going to share what you're doing. So over the coming weeks, you're going to be seeing a lot of women that have started doing stuff. I'm going to be sharing it because that's who we are. We are women, we are common women, and we want to support each other. Okay, so now let's dive into the training for today. We said how to create and launch online courses. First of all, I'm going to start with the online education industry. It's valued at one crazy amount in billions of dollars. And obviously it is because a lot of people realize that for you to move to the next level, you need to know something. You don't know what you don't know. Um, so I, I was telling people that I was working on my career. I'm also working on my career. I know I'm ready to move to the next level. So I'm look, I'm open to those opportunities. I'm doing what I need to do for those opportunities to come to me. Obviously, I'm praying about it. I know that, you know, God told me, and I, I shared it here. There was a night I was praying and he told me the gift that Joseph had is the same gift that took him to the palace. Nothing changed. The gift did not change. God simply changed his audience. And so God was telling me that if I'm about to change your audience, and so if I, if I'm going to change your audience from those that could not bless you the way you wanted to be blessed, those that could not appreciate your gift the way you wanted to be to be appreciated, to those that are placed in authority and abundance, they reward you handsomely even beyond your wildest imaginations. So yes, in in that regard, I am looking forward to the next level in my career. So what am I saying? You don't know what you don't know. I stumbled on something yesterday and I worked on it for over six hours. I used to feel that my CV, which I had upgraded when I was um, trying to get a job in 2017, I used to feel that my CV was top-notch. You know, I talked to people, I told them, you know, put in the keywords because I did have the keywords there. And someone posted about keywords and I went and checked. I did have the keywords, so marketing, you know I'm in marketing. And I just stumbled on something and they said, you know, you should actually check your keywords. Actually, it's job scan is a site. You should check your, your 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 resume versus a job you want to apply for. And I put it in there and they give you a score. And guess what my resume scored? 34%. Hey, <clears throat> did I have the keywords? Yes, there were 10 keywords and I had like only two, marketing and brand. There were a number of other things that were, it's not as if I haven't done them. I've done them. I was just using a different English to explain it. Ah, I sat down with my resume 
for like five hours. By the time I was done, I was scoring 84 percent. So that those on LinkedIn that have those jobs will find me. Eh? God will give you wisdom. He will open up your path to wisdom. You will apply the wisdom and then favor will just open up on your path. So you don't know what you don't know. And a lot of people are discovering this. A lot of people are looking for courses. A lot of people are, the questions they have in their hearts, they are asking and they're putting it on Google. It's driving them to people that are teaching that. It's driving them to people that are sharing about that. Whoever thought that there would be courses on how to cook or whoever thought that there will be courses on, for example, how to get a job or how to um, birth your mom or how to know your purpose, how to be, an, uh, 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 let's say, an amazing wife. You know, there, there are courses on every single thing under the face of the earth and so that's why this industry is really growing very very fast there are a couple of things under it and so for example first of all so what, what's the difference between trainings and webinars and workshops and online courses you would have heard about all of them what's really the difference trainings are very very short so everything online obviously happens online so as we are talking now trainings are short usually because it's virtual it's um, not long so maybe an hour um and then you go in and you break it so you so you most likely take a topic you break it into the details and then you you teach and people would get what they need to get out of it so it's a short session and then they come out with an outcome immediately that's a training webinars are pretty similar it's actually just seminars on the web and seminars as you know are trainings uh, but the way webinars have, are being used these days is that webinars are usually like a lead magnet to take people, to bring people into your mailing list, to make people, um, to attract your ideal clients towards you. You teach them something and most often than not, webinars end up with an offer. But the interesting thing with webinars is that so you still get the training. So webinars are pretty much seminars on the web, which is like trainings on the web. So they're pretty much the same thing. Um, workshops are you are online. It's workshops are mostly used where you um, want interaction. You want people to ask questions as your as you're discussing, they're asking questions, you're dealing with it. But most often than not, workshops are also used where um, you need to show people something. So for example, if I wanted to teach you, remember from last week when we talked branding and content creation, I told you that's one step, you know, but what's the objective? You need to bring people into your list. And so there was, there's a lot of things about, you know, how to attract those people, how to nurture those people. So if let's say, for example, I was trying to teach you how email marketing, I was trying to teach you how to create your, um, set up your email marketing, create your first list, it's most likely we could call it a training but i'm going to be workshopping i'm going to be doing it on my system and you're going to be seeing how it's done you're going to ask questions i will give you time you will go back you will do it so workshops may be longer they may be 90 minutes two hours but the whole objective is you're taking people by the hand you're showing them how it is done um it's usually used for very very technical slightly technical things you know things where you have to show like a show and tell yeah so that's workshop and then what what are online courses online courses is like a compilation of trains so it's it's um, one big outcome and um, you have something to teach but you cannot teach it in that one hour you can't teach it in a training you you could go soft 
phase, but you want to be able to go deeply to take people from point A to point B. And you realize that, you know, one training is not enough, two is not enough, three is not enough. What you need is an online course. It's like, uh, like how we do um, courses in university. So like you want to learn macroeconomics or you want to learn developmental economics. Sorry, that's what I learned. <laughs> that's what I went to school to do. You can't do it in one class, you know, it's a series of classes and then all together it becomes a course. So that's an online course. It's you have an outcome that cannot be delivered in one training. And so you um, compile them together and it becomes an um, online course. So that's what it is about the online education industry. So now we move into what are the biggest questions on your mind now? The good thing is that before we started, I got a couple of them from you. So what are the biggest questions on your mind now? I got a couple before we started. Um, but most times when I ask people or when people ask me, the couple of questions they always ask are these four questions. What will I teach? So I have, is either I don't know what I want to teach or I have so much, I don't even know where to start from. Like <laughs> it might end up being a, a semester. <laughs> and then people now ask, will people really buy what I want to teach? So trust me, online, if you, you can just go to Udemy, for example, which obviously I will not recommend because in Udemy, your, your, your knowledge is undervalued. But for you to just see the kind of things that are on udemy.com, there's everything literally there's everything so people will buy what you have as long as um, it is good quality and it gives them results so we will get to that so this is another question that people ask then the third one is what technology is needed interestingly i think stephanie mentioned that you know um, what platforms and all that do i need and then the third one is how will i find the people to buy my course and how will i get them to buy stephanie also asked um, this question as well but these are the four big questions most times that once clarified it's easier for people to progress towards um, launching a course Okay, so before we go into the first question, you obviously, some, well, somebody might be asking, okay, so I, I'm learning, I'm learning, but why should I listen to Ify? And my journey in, in this whole online course thing started in 2016. I took a break off work in October 2015. My son wasn't talking, so I took one year off work. I had my business at that time, but then, you know, I was used to a full-time job and a business. So when I took the time off work, to be honest, I was bored. And... I, I started going out to all these entrepreneurial things, you know, just, I was more online and I just could see the fluff that people were selling. Like I was, I couldn't understand it. Like and people were buying like 10K and I bought one or two of them and I listened to it and I'm like, um, excuse me. So I decided that, you know what, if I'm at it's best, you can always complain, but if you want to change anything, then you need to contribute. So obviously I was, because I was working and to be honest, you know, everything from how Share Electricity started is all about a baby and a passion. And I just really wanted to teach women. And so I did my first course, how to up your game and double your income based on, you know, things that had happened for me. So I was in a job, I was couldn't get promoted. I tried several times to launch a business. It didn't work. I tried to get promoted. It didn't work. In one year, the tips that God has shared with me on how to get promoted, how to start my business, I put it to work. In the first, in that first year, I, I made like almost three million, and I also got promoted at work in in less than twelve months. So I took that and I created the first training, which I called "How to Up Your Game and Double Your Income: Ten Points." 
and I just did it and I shared it and everybody was just you know tagging their cousins their brothers <laughs> their uncle's wife you know and I realized that there was people really needed to know stuff and so as the more I tried to hone the skill I found a guy he's called Danny Ini at that point he had a course called course business course CBL course um course business lab something like that and it was a, it was $2000 so don't ask me but i knew that deep down i really needed to learn this thing um i really needed to learn it so i bought the course and i started the course and the course was absolutely amazing some of the things i'm going to teach you today i learned it from that course i haven't seen anybody here that talks about it and even if they talk about it they don't talk about it openly um but that course did a lot and that course led to the launch of my first course launch your business in 90 days um it was for career women we did the first round amazing but then you know i couldn't pretty okay well it wasn't because of the knowledge it was because of the phase i was in my life in that i, I didn't know how to <laughs> how to charge and how to sell and so last year i joined the course by Russell Bronson it was absolutely 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 amazing um, absolutely amazing and then i put together the course that god had always laid in my heart since 2010 2011 uh, the virtuous woman program and i launched it the course went for 160k we had the first set of people it's been amazing like there's so much transformation that you can do to lives when you teach and i'm personally passionate about teaching so um that's why you're here so that's why please for the next couple of minutes listen to me i'm not just teaching you stuff that i just researched on the internet to share with you i'm teaching you stuff that i know that i have learned from to be honest masters danny is called the online course guy so danny and um what's her name amy porterfield um what i know from facebook i learned from amy porterfield's facebook course i follow her you know so i'm not teaching you things that i just rehashed and you just got off the internet I'm teaching you things that i learned from the masters things that i have done myself um and i have actually launched and i have seen the the results so first thing first i'm going to share with you a seven step is it seven steps yes seven steps and as much as possible i'll try and cover um it all the first thing is what do you need so when you want to launch an online course what do you need you're going to hear a lot from people you need you need to know how to you know host websites you need to know instagram you need to have it 1000 people following you. There are two basic things that you need. You need a proven knowledge and expertise and a passion to share. Simple. You don't need an email list that has 10,000 people. You don't need to know the whole world. When I launched my first course, maybe I'm not even sure. I I was using my Facebook profile. Yeah, I had just finished on Common Woman so I had a mailing list. You know, but the bulk of the people that joined that first course were never from my mailing list to be honest they were from my whatsapp list and i'm going to teach you how to do it so the first thing you need is proven knowledge please for whatever you want to teach it needs to be something that you know that you know that you know that you know you know like you have expertise you know it even if they wake you up it can be something that when somebody asks a question you are looking lost and you're wondering oh let me go and check no you need to know it The good thing is that in that I need to know it know it know it sometimes not a good thing the bad thing people get stuck I like this analogy that Stephanie uses or used once in one of the trainings of hers that I went for something about social media 
she says there's somebody is life is like five fingers and there's always somebody that you're better than <clears throat> so in order to come away from that fear of oh you know maybe i don't know it enough who are those people that you know it better than start to teach those people okay so when i say you need to have proven knowledge and expertise it doesn't mean that you know it like you're a phd holder it means that you know it deep down you've gone through it you've experienced it and you can help people you know how to take them from point a to point b you didn't just go through it or you didn't just learn it but you know how to teach it i don't know if i so for example you know that the people in school that their brain is full of stuff but they just don't know how to teach it but there are people that they don't even know how fast get think about it those people that teach us tutorial in school they don't sometimes they don't know as much as some of the brainy whiskeys in class but they can teach it yeah so you need that that's the first one the second thing you need is you need a passion to share this passion to share is what will push you to share your knowledge it will push you to upgrade your knowledge when you need to it will keep pushing you what's that thing that you know or you're very very good at remember a, a an online course doesn't have to be uh, oh, by the way, I forgot to say this. In online courses or in online education, there are two things. There's information and there's transformation. When you give information, that's it. What you need to give is transformation. I remember then in 2010, 20, 20, not 2010, 2008 or 27, one of them, I stumbled on this. You know those and you used to do all these, all these e-books, they were selling it on online, 7K, 7.5. 10 ways to make money online. See? <laughs> oh, God. I bought it. And I went through all the ideas because I just knew that I, I was more than that informer. Like, yeah, I loved my job, but there were things that were waiting, man. Like, I, I could not just be doing work. and I, I needed to get more streams of income. So I sat down on that workbook and I digested that ebook. And one of the ideas there was that you should create an an information product teach well teach something but it to be in a pdf and they said we should check for the topics that were interesting so one of the topics that i saw that was very interesting that was trending then and people were very passionate about was how to go to school in the us now my brothers went to school in the us so obviously even though i wasn't very conversant with the topic it was something i could ask them and they would take me through but as I started writing, I realized that call work. I wasn't feeling it. If someone obviously asked me a question, I wasn't going to be passionate enough to pull it off. A lot of you, when you send mails, most times I reply immediately because I'm passionate. You know, it's something working with women and transforming women's lives is something is a passion. You know, so I just realized that on that one, I wasn't going to be passionate. And especially when you're a working woman, there is nothing that you need. There's nothing that is more important than doing something that is you're passionate about, that is in line with your purpose because your plate is already full. So you need two things. You need proven knowledge or expertise, and you need a passion to share. That's number one thing you need to know. Number two is what do you teach? So let's say in my case, I had proven knowledge about how to launch a business. And to be honest, I launched my business in, in one month. The first time I launched my business, it was in one month. It was less than one month. It was in a couple of days. See, when you are when when you are uncomfortable with uncomfortable, things happen fast. Um, so I had launched my business in a couple of days. 
um, then I relaunched it in less than a month. And since then, you know, it, it, it just took off. But obviously, I knew that the people that I was going to teach, maybe they didn't have that same fire as I did. So for me, I was going to teach them, you know, how to launch their course in 90 days. But how did I choose that topic? There are three things that you need to consider. So remember I said that you need to have proven knowledge or expertise and you need to be passionate about it. However, when you're zeroing down, because what you know might be a very big niche. So you know about marriage, for example, and all the, you know, how to guide people to choose the right husband, how to guide people on how to manage their homes, how to guide people on how to get what they want from their husband. You see that that whole marriage thing is very, very big, right? So how do you know what to teach in that whole space or in whatever you know, all the plenty things you know, assuming you know about marriage and then you're an IT person, so you know about website design. You also know about, um, what else again? You also know about marketing because you've done different things. So you know different things. How do you know which of all these ones should you teach? It needs to be something that you're passionate about. I've talked about it. The second important thing is it needs to be something that you can talk about forever. What do I mean by talk about forever? Like, <laughs> if you talk, 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 you know how they say, if I begin to thank God now, I will not even reach halfway and the end of the world will come. So if you start talking about that thing you're passionate about, one thing will lead to another that it will just be expanding. You just cannot stop. However, there are some topics that you're, you're passionate about, but you can talk about it in two hours and you're done. Like there's nothing else to talk about. I don't know if you so let me give an example with me when it comes to talking to, to women about you know you're made for more and these are the indicators that you're made for more this is how you go about it this is how you discover who you are this is how you get when i'm talking to a woman about you know how you need to get up you know i can talk about it till thy kingdom come I'm also a marketing professional i have i have sales and marketing experience 15 years i've done it I can talk about it and on my LinkedIn, for example, now I start posting about it, but to be honest, maybe if I talked about it for like three hours, I will be done. I love what I do. I love what I do, but in terms of like what I can keep talking about in it, I'm not sure. So think about all the buckets of things that you know, and you are passionate about, and you really know that you could teach put them in different buckets, right? And then ask yourself for each of these things, what is that thing that I am most passionate about? What is that thing that I can talk forever about? I can I can talk forever about, and yet I'm also proficient um, in it, okay? That's how you come out with that thing that you're going to teach. I start taking questions. So do you have any questions? Please drop it here. So Valerie says, I've prayed, I'm still asking. I don't I still don't know what I can teach or I'm good at, even though I have a passion to share. No, 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 you don't have to cry. Don't worry. This is this is interestingly one of the things that um touched me from the um what's the name of this thing? From the survey that we, we did. I'm going to share it with you now. When we did the survey, when we did the survey, I told you that we got um, 
156 responses. Over 40% of people do not know um, what the assignment is. And usually, once it's always tied to your passion, your proficiency, your purpose, and your, your pipe dreams. So once this is cleared, to be honest, it will be easy for you to know what you, 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 know, you could teach. So don't feel bad if you don't know what you can teach now. Just take down the notes. One of the things that has been dropping in my heart to do in June, June is going to be the end of the first quarter. I don't know about you, but whatever COVID's plan was, that people will not achieve their objectives this year, that people will not achieve their dreams this year, people will not birth their dreams this year. Whatever is his plan is in his back pocket. Because by end of June, now half a year would have finished. And some people have not even moved a step from where they were in January. So one of the things that's been dropping in my heart to do in June is to do a challenge on how to identify the more in you. I've done it before, but what I did was a bit of what I actually do share. Because identifying your more is is a module in the Virtuous Woman program. It's actually like four, four, five, six videos. It's a full model. Um, but well, let's see how it goes because I'm feeling like, you know, we should actually go deep into it. And by the end of the challenge, you are very clear crystal crystal clear like it's not it's not a it's not a fluke you're going to be very very clear on what you have been called in this season to do um and you would have it either it's a business idea either it's a ministry idea you are going to be super clear so i'm working on that what is my strength on, on on that one okay so let me see if we still have any more questions before i continue so Valerie, don't worry, just take the notes, okay? Um, Lillian says, I have knowledge and experience working with children with disability. Amazing, amazing. And is this something that you're passionate about? Is this something that you can talk about forever? Is this something that you're proficient in? If yes, then your course idea, for example, could be to teach parents or guardians of, you know, children living with disability on how to care for them or it depends on what your knowledge and experience working with them is. Maybe for example, in working with children with disability, you've been able to create or, you know, create your unique way of teaching them things very fast. So for example, many of us remember Helen Keller, Helen Keller of 19 Giridim. She had a teacher, she was deaf and she was blind and she was dumb, if I recall correctly, yeah. And then she had a teacher that taught her I remember, I don't know if she was three, I think she was two. And the teacher taught her because the teacher obviously had a way that she could teach. She, no, she wasn't deaf, she was dumb and blind. I can't remember. But anyway, so Lillian, the question is in your work with children with disability, what is that thing that you are most passionate about? Is it that, for example, you have found a way of calming children with disability, calming them down, or is it behavior modification? Or is it, you know, the way to care for them? You need to dive deep. There's something in there because it's quite big that you actually are most, you know, passionate about. Tommy Sin says, is it possible to be good at a thing and not passionate about it? Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Should I tell you what I'm good at? I'm good at sales. I did three years selling on the field because I moved to Abuja. My husband was in Abuja and I needed to change department and I moved to sales. 
let me explain to you how good I was. In the first three months, my unit was the fastest growing in the whole Northern region. By the time I became a unit manager, my unit was the fastest growing unit in the whole of West Africa. I was good at it. I know I'm good at sales leadership. I know how to make my team deliver targets. But you know what? I did not like it. I hated sales. Every day I needed to go to the market. I needed to psych myself. A different informant needs to come out to do that work. Every single day, I moved back to marketing from sales when I realized that I was, I was pulling hair out of my head. I had a baby, I was traveling, I was moving from Abuja to Gombe to Bauchi, I was covering oil, I was tired. I did not like sales. I did not like all the excess travel by road because I was covering eight states. So you need to go by road. I love traveling, I love nice hotels. I hate crappy hotels. <laughs> See me, to show you how I do, I didn't like it. But was I good at it? Yes, I was good at it. So there are things that you can be good at, but you're not passionate about it. I'm an Igbo girl. I am, see, when I make ofaku for you, ofaku is like banga for rice. When I make ofaku for you, even if you didn't plan to eat, you will finish the food, you will lick it, you will ask me to pack it for you. I'm good at it. I am so good at it. Because my mother made me cook ofaku every day for almost one year. I know, Igbo woman, she's trying to train me. She trained me. Am I passionate about it? No. So at a point, there was a day my husband told me that, my honey, this is your offer. Could you know you can make money with it? And I actually was thinking about it, but I was thinking about it in the context of I was going to teach you guys how to craft a business in 30 minutes. And in that 30 minutes, I was clear on what my business idea was going to be. Why you moji? <laughs> and I was not going to sell anything but offer. And I was going to be making it and I was going to be selling it in bowls and I'll be selling it online. Trust me. However, I knew I was not passionate about it. So if somebody is passionate about making off home, I have a business idea, business plan, I will give it to you. I will talk it into your life. You can run with it if you're passionate about cooking. So yes, um, Tommy saying, it's possible to be good at something but not passionate about it. Stephanie says, I have knowledge in how to get international scholarships, UK, Canada, and Netherlands, all studies to MSc was to... Stephanie, you're sitting on a gold mine. By the way, my first business, which a lot of you might know was how to help people have their babies in the US. Stress-free, error-free, the right way without lying, which is exactly what you have. And did I do a course about it? No, I was doing a DIY service because the people I was talking to, which is different, people I was talking to were pregnant women. Pregnant women, see, a basket. See, I've been pregnant too. I've been pregnant three times, five times. A pregnant woman's brain is like basket. She doesn't even want to know. Please don't stress my life. Just do it for me. So when I launched the business, I launched that a book. They refused to read. They, okay, they refused to buy it. When I launched that a service, it took off. But that is a niche. In your case, you have knowledge on how to get international scholarships. Now, these people that want international scholarships, they can read for Africa. They can Google for Africa. So a course will work for them. A course would work for them. You know why? Because they don't want you to do it for them, unlike those my clients. No. They want you to tell me how to do it, and I will go and do it. So a course is amazing. Plus, all your studies to MSc was done on scholarship. You have a story. You have a reason why they should believe you. All right? So that's uh, Stephanie. I'm getting very excited. I love this. I love this. Uh, Morenike says, yes, ma, I look forward to the June challenge. I want to know what I am to do too. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. We'll all be in it together. 
Rachel says, I have a passion for employees to give strong loyalty to their employees. I just don't know if it is teachable. Of course, it's teachable. Everything is teachable. Everything is teachable. Think about it. Okay, we are moving. Don't worry. You'll see it in the, in the next step. Stephanie says, June challenge. Did I miss something? <laughs> oh, this women. You didn't miss much. I said that one of the things that came out in the survey is the fact that a lot of people don't know the assignment, they don't know their purpose, they don't know the things they're passionate about yet. Um, they're still in the discovery phase. And so I was thinking about doing a challenge, um, which is going to be really explosive. It's pretty much module one of the Virtuous Woman program. And I'm going to help people understand what they are called to do and understand what is that seed that God wants them to birth in this season. So that's the June challenge. You people have called it June challenge. I say it's still dropping in my heart. <laughs> people have brought it to life. Okay, let's continue. So we have talked about... Let me go back to my... So we've talked about... Um, the first one we talked about was what you need. Now we've talked about what to teach. And the third one is who is your course for? Who is your course for? Your course is not for everybody. I just learned something so profound. Like sometimes, especially people like us that love to share, that want to impact, you desperately believe you're sent to the whole world. No, you're not. The person that was sent to the whole world was Jesus. You are a child of God. God has sent you to your own world. Interestingly, come to think of it, Jesus was sent to the whole world to save the whole world. But however, when he came in a human form, he did not touch the whole world. He was sent to his world, the world that he was exposed to at that time. Jesus did not go to the Gentiles. Jesus went to the Jews. Do you understand? But Jesus as God, you know, was sent to the whole world. And so you're a human being, you're modeled after him. When I said Deluxe, so today we have over 500 babies born. We had clients from all over the world. We had clients from Russia. We had clients from India. We had clients from Congo. We had clients from um, um, Egypt. We had clients from South Africa. Like we had clients from Pakistan, places across the world. You know why? Because I had a solution. After all, the Bible says that arise and shine for your light has come, you know, and nations will come to the brightness of your rising. So yes, you are called, you, you have, a lot of us or a lot of you have a global assignment. Some people have regional assignments. Some people have national assignments. Some people have city assignments. Some people have global assignments, but God is calling them to start first in a city. However, when I say your course is not for everyone, what I mean is that even in that your global assignment, there are a certain people you are called to. There are people that will appreciate your message and there are people that will not appreciate your message. So I think about my papa, for example, Bishop Oyedepo. He has a global assignment, but it's not everybody that would listen to him. It's not everybody that will listen to him and then the rema will hit. I'm in the same house with my husband. I listen to papa, it will hit. My husband is listening to papa, he will sleep. But when my husband listens to David Abioye, he gets it straight. I listen to David Abioye, I, I can't sleep. Do you understand? So your course is not for everybody. There are people that are, you have been called to. So you can be talking and talking and talking. It's sounding like, it's not as if you're not making sense. You're making sense, but it's not pulling them. It's not, they're not for you. So how do you know who your course is for? 
in marketing, we say there are two types of your target audience. You have your strategic target. So who is everybody that's going to need your course? So I'm going to use Stephanie because Stephanie gave us a very good example. She said that she's called to people that, you know, want to do their masters abroad. So the first thing is her strategic target is everybody that wants to do their masters abroad. Okay. If I use Lillian's example that has um, a passion for an experience for working with children with disability, Lillian's strategic target for her course could be everyone that, that you know, comes in contact with with a, a, a child that has a disability challenge. And that's, that could be parents, that could be teachers, that could be, that could be you know, people living in the same classroom with the child. That's your strategic audience. It's, it's big enough, right? But then you don't end there. You go down. When you want to get people for your course, when you're starting out, for example, you don't go to your strategic target. Your strategic target is there for you to know that these are people that are within the space of what I'm talking about, I can talk to them. However, when you want to, you know, speak about your course or launch your course the first time, you go to a, your prime prospect. Your prime prospects are a subset of your strategic target. Subset, remember in maths now, Venn you have a circle and then you have a smaller circle inside. So your prime prospects are that smaller circle inside the big circle. Who are these people? These are people that need your course like yesterday. These are people that are exper experiencing the void that you have been called to um, answer or close. Let me give you an example. After all, Jesus came to die for the whole world. Yeah? So Jesus' strategic target is the whole world. Right? But the prime prospect are those that the Holy Spirit has worked on. They are having a conviction such that when you do an altar call, it's not everybody that is not born again that stands up. Abby? No. It's the people that the Holy Spirit has worked on. They don't have a choice. They'll just fly out to the front. Now, what is the difference between every other person that is seated there that is um, that has that problem? These people, your prime prospect, they are experiencing the void. So, for example, someone that is just thinking that, ah, man, let me just go and do my master's in the UK. It's a nice idea. As compared to somebody that has tried first time, he did not get. Tried, he got, but the school fees was too much. He couldn't get scholarship. He needed a scholarship. He didn't get it. Then Stephanie just bounces in like the dongege that she is. And she says, oh, you know what? I'm going to teach you how to do your master's in either the UK. So you don't have more choices. You have UK, you have Canada, you have US, you have Netherlands. And how to get scholarship. The person would jump at it. You know why? Because the person is problem aware. The person is experiencing the void. The person needs the panadol now. See me, I'm, I'm jumping on my chair. But do we get it? Now, if we go with Lillian's example, for example. Lillian, you haven't... <clears throat> You haven't told me where you want to niche down to, but let's say I'm going to assume that you're going to teach people, for example, maybe how to care for um, children with disabilities. You can teach it to school teachers, you can teach it to parents, you can teach it to, you know, anybody that comes, that is, that is in close proximity with that child. However, 
if you're teaching it to, for example, a teacher that doesn't have a special needs child in her class, it's not going to... She will learn it. Do you understand? However, if you said, oh, this course is for you, and you know you have a child that you've, you, 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 just, you need to understand how to care for that child. I give you an example, and, and children with disabilities are very, very dear to me. I told you I took a year of work in 2015 too because of my son. He wasn't talking. He was four and he wasn't talking. I had gone everywhere. It didn't make sense. This boy started talking. He started saying mommy and daddy and the next thing he stopped talking. And started speaking Chinese, like literally Chinese. And if he's not my second son, he's very, very, he's a, and a very effervescent person. He's very expressive. He's very friendly. He's in your face. He's a full sanguine to the core. So even with his Chinese, my son will meet people and rush and hug them. They ask you, what's his name? What's your name? He starts speaking Chinese. And they're like, ah, how old are you? He's speaking more Chinese. Ah. And then when you're trying to, when, when, when he's trying to talk to you and you don't understand what he's saying, obviously he gets angry. He gets really angry. And as his mother, imagine the pain I was feeling. Like my son wants to talk. My son really wants to talk. I'm talking about it and I feel like crying. My son wants to talk, but I can't hear him. God, what am I supposed to do? Then imagine that someone puts out a course there and is saying how to understand your child or how to make your child understand you or how to create a communication bridge between you and your child that is special needs. Do you think I would jump for the course? Of course. I would jump for it before anyone that is out there. So what am I trying to say? When you're thinking about who your course is for, there's a strategic target. It's good to define that. But then you need to zero in on your prime prospect. And these are people that are problem aware and are experiencing the void.